Some of you said, I've been baptized before, I've been filled before, I speak in tongues, I have that evidence of boldness and the diversity of tongues in my life, but sometimes it's being refilled, it's being restored, it's being renewed. Some of us may not have participated or activated ourselves in the spirit lately. We just want to get to that place where it's automatic, it's instant, it's continual, it's regular, it's on money every time without without a shadow of a doubt. There's no guilt or condemnation. There's no shame involved. We're just folks that love the spirit of God, and it's an easy flow. Amen? Here's Paul in Ephesians. He's talking about regular, everyday life in Ephesians 3, 4, 5, 6. Everyday life, y'all. And he gets to this point where he's giving instructions. He's encouraging. He's exhorting the church in Ephesus, which is a leading church. It's a giving church. It's a church known for warfare. It was a church known for strategy. It was a church full of resources. And Paul used the Ephesian church as a foundation, as a catapult a lot throughout his ministry. He used some texts in Ephesians that he uses some of the other chapters, uh, other books. He uses some of uh, his revelations for Ephesians. He spreads it out to some of the other churches. So the Ephesus church was known as that prototype church. It was one of those churches where he just had this connection to it. And a lot of what was happening in Ephesus, he used it as a foundation to teach some of the other churches. So when he's talking about the spirit here, you're going to see some familiar scriptures. But this is the place where he really, really got deep in some everyday living type stuff. Amen? How y'all like that phrase? Everyday living type stuff. (laughs) And he gets to verse 18 here in chapter 5. And he says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Right here in the middle, talking about everyday life type of stuff. He says, don't get drunk with wine. It's not going to give you the results you need. It's not going to deal with the issue. It's not going to carry you over. It's not going to produce the fruit that you're looking for. See, what was happening, it was a regular, everyday thing for a lot of the saints in the Ephesian church. It was not just occasional. It had become regular. Everybody say regular. regular. It become a part of their life, man. Brothers just getting drunk like what? Whatever. But here's the purpose. And Paul understood the purpose. They were trying to suppress. They were trying to cover. They were trying to cope. What are they trying to cope with? Well, remember, this is the book where Paul gives one of the strongest revelations of spiritual warfare. It's to the Ephesians church. So instead of them responding in the spirit to a lot of the warfare, to a lot of the challenges, to a lot of the everyday life spiritual stuff, they would refer to natural things to try to deal with the spiritual things that were going on. Amen? Everybody say regular. Regular. Here's something that we want to just kind of throw out there. Being filled with the Spirit should be regular. You know why? Because warfare is regular. Temptation is regular. Hardship is regular. Challenges are regular. All those things that Paul is talking about in Ephesians, he understood this is regular stuff. So he, did, he says, hey, if you're going to walk in the light, if you're going to walk in unity, if you're going to walk in the fruits of the Spirit, if you're going to walk in your spiritual gift, if you're going to walk in love, you have to be filled with the Spirit. You must be able to regularly refer to, depend on, connect with the Spirit of God so that way you don't have to refer to natural things to get submerged or to get 
to escape the feeling of the warfare, if you learn how to get into the spirit, you learn how to deal with, how to overcome, and how to get the victory throughout the warfare. Amen? So check Paul out. He's talking some deep, heavy, everyday life, regular stuff. He says, don't get drunk, in the sp- don't get drunk, get filled. Now, those two words were synonymous. When we say drunk, the last thing we think about is something spiritual. We think drunk is drunk. How many know drunk people? See them every day, don't we? If you go five minutes in the city, you're going to see it. Some of us got family members. How many got a drunk uncle? Don't lie. <laughs> every gathering in the family, what he doing? He drinking. You know, it's automatic, right? It's a part of his life. It's what he does. What is he doing? He's suppressing. He's dealing with the warfare. He's dealing with the challenges. He's dealing with the hurt. He's dealing with the pain. He's dealing with all the spiritual stuff with a natural substance. Only to realize it don't work, does it? Paul says, get filled with the Spirit. Now, regular, should I say, my normal interpretation, the way I grew up, was we looked at being filled with the Spirit in connection with the container that you want to empty out so that the Spirit of God can be poured inside of you. That's good revelation. I'm not against that. That's what I was taught. Empty yourself out so you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. Do it now in the name of Jesus. (laughs) My pastor demanded us to get filled. If you didn't get filled before the night was over, at least you're going to fake it because he ain't letting you go. You're not leaving. So you got to come up with something to show that you got filled. So, but that's not the own, that's not the end of that revelation. Here is what Paul is saying. Don't just look at it as a container. Look at yourself as a vessel that is surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Because now you have to understand that that word filled means to be submerged, to be baptized, to be totally dependent on, to be totally surrendered to to be totally subject to. Paul is saying surrender to the Spirit. Amen? Because whatever we surrender to, we allow to control us. Today, we're going to be praying for people to get filled with the Spirit. We're going to be praying for souls to surrender to the Spirit. What are we surrendering? We're surrendering because here's what's happening in everyday life. You're surrendering to something. Either we're surrendering to the bills, we're surrendering to the issues, we're surrendering to the past, we're surrendering to emotions, we're surrendering to what happened, we're surrendering to what's going on, we're surrendering to something. But we want to switch the script and we want to surrender to the Spirit of God. Amen? Being filled is not just the Holy Spirit coming inside of us, it's us willingly surrendering to the Spirit of God. What are we surrendering? We're saying, God, take control of everything that's happening. Take control of my heart. Take control of my spirit. Take control of my mind. Take control of this vessel so that as I deal with everyday stuff, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. Amen. I'm not living in doubt. I'm living in faith because the spirit of God produces faith. I'm not living passively, just waiting for stuff to happen. I'm living aggressively because the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent, they're aggressive. They're thinking. They're processing. They're always working towards something. That's who the kingdom belongs to. Amen? Amen. 
So when you're filled with the Spirit, you're thinking progress. You're thinking movement. You're thinking, I'm not waiting for stuff to happen. I am going to initiate what's going to happen. Living in the Spirit means I'm tapping into a realm of faith that most people don't operate in. Living in the Spirit means I'm subject to the supernatural at any given moment in my life. No situation can escape the fact that God is ready to do something in me. Your mindset changes. Your attitude changes. Your, your perception changes when you surrender to the Spirit. Amen? So tonight is going to be a night of surrender. It's going to be a night where we just let things go. It's going to be a night where we just give everything to the Spirit of God. It's going to be a night where we just say, Lord, fill us so that we can be prepared to handle the warfare, the everyday stuff, the opposition, any transition and shift. We don't get moved. We don't go into doubt. We stay in the Spirit. Amen? Can we stand to our feet real quick? I want to call up the pastors, leaders. We're just going to pray for people to get filled. So basically, we're praying for people to surrender. Let go. You can't suppress it with natural things. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, whatever's heavy in your heart, let's surrender to the Spirit. Let's not be submerged by other things. and Let's not be submerged by natural things. Let's be submerged by the Spirit of God. Father, move every distraction out of the way tonight so that we can be filled. Every hindrance, every battle that we've convinced ourselves we'll never win, every situation that is reoccurring is leading us to a place of defeat. We stand against it. We don't run from it. We're facing every issue under the influence of the Spirit. Change minds, change hearts, fill us, submerge us, baptize us with the Holy Spirit tonight. Hallelujah. Let your spirit flow freely. Let tongues flow freely. Let faith flow freely today. In the name of Jesus, we're tapping in, moving forward, we're walking in victory, we're stepping out on faith, we want more, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Come on up to the front, those that want to be filled, we're praying for everybody today. You're not leaving without getting prayed over, we want to lay hands, we want to speak life, just surrender. Even if you've been filled with the Spirit today, this is, this is a mission to get more. This is a mandate to get more of God. This is a mandate to surrender, to submit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's just all stay right where we're at. I want to read from the Scripture and then from this place of fullness and being filled. Pray from this place of fullness. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. God's talking to Solomon. He says, "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, which is that's what we're doing tonight, turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land." That's what we want here in the Bay Area, God. We want a move of God here in the Bay Area, a healing of the land, a turning of people's hearts. 
a true repentance, a genuine faith, an authentic love, a demonstration of your spirit, your power, a true experience of grace. That's what we're after. Verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. Verse 16, for now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. Let's say that together. Say, my eyes and my heart will be there for all time. Let's say it one more time. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. His eyes and his heart are here tonight. This is what I want us to kick us off in prayer tonight in our closing moments. Is I want us to pray that every Sunday morning, every service we do, every connect group, every prayer meeting, every huddle, every everything we do as a church, that people would be able to look into the eyes of Jesus and see the look in his eye. Because when you look, put your eyes into his eyes, forgiveness flows, joy happens, breakthrough comes. Just imagine people coming to church every week, seeing the look in his eyes, the look of delight, joy, and celebration, not judgment and condemnation and anger and hatred, but just unconditional love. We want people to see the look in his eyes. And secondly, God says that his heart would be here. So we want people to see the look in his eyes, and we want people to feel God's heart. Just put your hand on your heart. Just repeat this after me. Say, Father, help me feel your heart right now. In Jesus' name. Praise God. There's no feeling like that. It's warm and welcoming. It's refreshing comforting. Yes, God. We want people to see the look in his eyes and we want them to experience and to feel God's heart. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray into this. Just as you're here, you're going to be stirred to pray. We're going to be praying over several things in the next 10 minutes. And this is just going to be an open mic prayer meeting. It's going to be short, sweet, to the point, full of faith. So as you come up here and your heart stirred, we're gonna you're gonna see a slide here in a moment. We'll put that up there and we're gonna just go one by one. As your heart is stirred to pray for these things, just come up here. I'll stand right next to you, grab the microphone, and just go for it. Whatever you feel God's stirring within your heart. But let's start with this. Let's start by just praying that that we would look into his eyes every week and that we would experience his heart every time we come together as a community. Come on, who's stirred in their heart to pray that right now? Come on up right now. You're stirred to pray that. In the name of Jesus, we bless this place with the presence of Christ and with the presence of his Holy Spirit that hovers over us, that we might see and feel the heart of God, to see his look upon us. And all who enter here, we we pray, we bless in the name of Jesus this place to be filled with his presence.
I pray that your love would just engulf them when they come here. I pray that your spirit would just overflow on your people. In Jesus' name. What would happen if every single one of us, every time we came, we saw the look in his eyes and it experienced his heart? Man, what would happen? We want to pray now for just a move of God here in the Bay Area. Every pastor, every church, every disciple, every future church plant. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, that you're the Lord of the harvest. You said, you told us to pray that you'd send laborers into your harvest. God, from Marin County all the way down to south to Santa Cruz. God, all the way over to Stockton. God, we just lift up this Bay Area right now in Jesus' name. That it's the ripest harvest field in all of the United States of America. God, we just ask right now in Jesus' name that you'd stir our hearts. That you'd stir our hearts to pray. You'd stir our hearts to seek you. There'd be a stirring and a unity among churches and people that are hungry for a fresh outpouring of your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Begin to stir us, God. Begin to stir us to seek you. Begin to stir us to approach your throne of grace. Begin to stir us to call upon your name. Begin to stir us to cry out for more. In the Bay Area, in Jesus' name, that there would not be one neighborhood unaffected. There would not be one school unaffected. There would not be one city or county unaffected by a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit.